everybody and welcome to this edition of The Debate Show. It's episode four, to Up Top's Debate Show. I'm Gav Mack, we've got Stephen Cotton up front with me and then in behind we've got Stephen Burke and we've got Dylan Murphy as well. How are you, gentlemen? Not too bad, thanks. Very good, mate, very good. Everyone's happy, everyone's happy. Now, it's The Debate Show, so what we do, we pick a few subjects and we talk about it. It's as simple as that, but before we do, let's do some housekeeping, as all, as we like to always do. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash 2 Football, and you can put at 2 Football on all our social media, 2 in Google. Our name comes up first. Make sure you download Soccer Manager 2021. It's available from the App Store and Google Play right now. So make sure you do that as well. Right then, let's um, let's not mess about. Let's get into let's get into some subjects. So, first of all, what is going on with handball in football? Cotton. Um, do you know what? I think we we spoke about this last year, and our our main our main fundamental line on it was as long as we have some consistency and we know what the rule is then we'd be a lot happier and they've made the rule very clear now and it's still still not working is it it's still it's still open to interpretation we've we've already seen this weekend that some are given some aren't it's absolute shambles Mm, um like i was thinking as well boys like it is good because everyone's talking about var saying that they don't want var they don't like var Right, but the VAR is here to stay. You know what I mean. And if it is here to stay, we have to change the rules. So when we're talking about, do you know what we said yesterday about long sleeves. Yeah. Need, I in my eyes, I think they're going to have to put a band, right? Because when <laughs> when the when the, v, when the v, no, like do you know, just, just no, 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 no. I'm not taking the mic. It's just, yeah. it's just funny because they probably have to do something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I understand now. Like the fact that it's it's when you when it's your shirt, that's not that's not a handball. So when they go back to the camera, they can see that. But like as you say, this weekend there's a few mistakes. There's a few you know some was some wasn't. You know what I mean? But I think go give it a bit of time, and you know give these little references. It could work, but you know, and you can't predict the future like with that, can you? So no, you can't, Bucky. What do you think? I just think it's confused everybody. Um, they've added some clarity as, as Dylan said in terms of up to I think it's just around where your armpit is is not handball anything below that is handball where they've created more confusion though is accidental handball and it's only in favour of the attacker so as you saw in one of the games on the weekend you come running in and your arm is here because you're coming towards the ball in a forward motion Actually, if you're running, that's a, a natural position for you to be in. You can't move it away from two yards. But as soon as the ball strikes that hand, it's handball, and it just makes everything just look a farce. Right now, they, sorry, have, they, have, they have brought in this year. Before you carry on, because I've actually got directives here. Uh, I'm going to put that on the screen for everybody to see. It's going to move that banner. Um, so as Dylan said, the no handball, handball area. Um, and they have these are these are brand new law changes which came to effect from the 1st of June this year, 2020. So the boundary between the shoulder and the arm is defined as the bottom of the armpit. So as the image suggests, where the red area is, that is handball. And where the green bit is, 
it is not handball. Accidental handball by an attacking player or a teammate is only penalised if it occurs immediately before a goal or a clear goal-scoring opportunity. A goalkeeper can receive a yellow card or be sent off for illegally touching the ball at uh, uh, illegally touching the ball a second time after the restart, i.e., a goal kick or free kick, even if the ball, even if the touch is with the hand or arm. Any offence which is not a foul, which interferes with or stops a promising attack, should result in a yellow card. A player who fails to respect the four metre required distance from a drop ball will also receive a yellow card. And if the referee plays advantage or allows a quick free kick for an offence which is interfered with or stopped with a promising attack, then this is happening as well. Now, I just want to highlight the second one here. Accidental handball by an attacking player or a teammate is only penalised if it occurs immediately before a goal is scored or a clear goal scoring opportunity. So if they are the laws... Why are they not being enforced? Uh, it's just ridiculous ruling, though. So does that mean? So does that mean that in the build-up you could have a handball, but it just depends. Where's the cutoff point? What What are we saying? Fifteen seconds of play. Twenty. What if they're saying yeah. not directly before a goal? Then how far back are we looking? How far back are we going? Because I thought the whole point of VAR was to correct these errors. So yeah. what they're saying, you can handball. Well, you can get away with it as long as it's not directly involved with the goal. Like, what What are those directives? They're making an episode going on. It's just, look, I look at three scenarios that happened over the over the previous game week, game week two. And you have the Leeds, was it the Leeds game this weekend where, with the handball? Oh, no, yeah, that was, that was game week one, wasn't it? So you've got the... Tottenham game where yeah, Docherty wasn't it? Docherty was well, it was Dean to handball it where he, he scooped it onto the arm, which I think is naughty anyway. Then the Manchester United situation where Lindelof was penalised for it, and then the Arsenal game where it was a clear handball, whether you meant it or not, but it wasn't penalised. So where's the level of consistency? Before that, Joby's watching the show and he says, how long before the goal? It's a bit exactly. like what you did, Exactly. Like, but the thing with the handballs this weekend as well, there's three levels to it as well. Like the Doherty one, because obviously now they've changed the rules this year to, to the same as what the attacking one was. Because last season it was only attacking players were getting penalised for accidental like brushes or whatever, whereas mm. defenders weren't. So now they've changed the rule where it's both. So Doherty got that penalty against him for Spurs. His hands are down by his side, literally by his side, and the ball comes up and hits him on like the knuckle. Where's he supposed to go? He can't go. He can't become invisible. We've yeah. got to start applying some common sense to it because it's yes, it's hit his hand, but the players kicked it at his hand. So can we now? You know how players are smart enough where they'll smash it at someone to get to get a corner out of it, one on the byline. Well, yeah. players should start aim, aiming for people's hands then. Exactly. Just start chipping, just start chipping exactly. little balls up to people's hands yeah. because if that's what we're going to start giving, you're gonna you're gonna have thirty. You're gonna end up like United and have thirty penalties a game. <laughs> but and then, but then the Lindelof one, I can see why it's I can see why it's been given. I think he's I, been I can very see why unlucky. they're all. Yeah, I can see why they've all been given, but I don't see that is the correct decision to give. Yeah, and that's where I come from. I can see why they've been given under the law. But in the decency of the game and common sense, there is no way that Lindelof one should have been a penalty. He can't, he can't move his hand away from the trajectory of the ball fast enough because he's so close. 
He's mm. running in a perfectly natural format. So he's, his arm is just doing what it's naturally going to do to maintain momentum as you're moving. And you can see him try and move the hand out of the way as soon as he's felt a slight brush of the ball. There's nothing that he could do from that distance. Absolutely nothing. And it was a, it's just shocking that that was given as a penalty. But I totally get why. But it doesn't mean that it's right. Mm. It's, it's, it's something that really needs addressing and looking at. And I think what they've tried to do over the summer is actually do what they could to simplify the law of it. They've, they've still they've still found a way of getting it wrong and just confusing the, the whole the whole thing. I think they just go, need to go back and, as you said about the common sense situation, let's think about it. Did he mean to do that? No. If it's if it's for a, a direct goal scoring opportunity, I fully understand that because he has gained an advantage from it. You know, but then if it's on the halfway line and it's, button, it's banged off his arm and then he's made a pass, he's gone back to the goalkeeper, that sort of stuff. I'm sorry, it's, it, it didn't mean to do that. The, the problem with the common sensing, though, is what you're going to have is now different referees have different ways of managing a game and certain refs might have let that Doherty one go using his common sense, but then the next week in the same in the same situation in a different game and someone gets a penalty given against it, they do give the penalty, then people are just going to be more in uproar that, again, the rules aren't being followed the same every other week. So, uh, honestly, they, are not, they, they need to be very consistent with the decisions, but the rule, I think the rule is wrong at the minute, which is the problem. I think there also needs to be better communication. Same with the VAR system that's come into play. There's so many people that are still trying to get their heads around why the rules are being enforced the way that they are and how that's being interpreted by the referees, the fourth official, the the, the guy or girl sitting over in uh, uh, Stockley Park, Stopsley Park, watching the VAR screens. Why can't we mic up some of these officials yeah, so that we can understand we... their thought process when they're giving those decisions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, go for it, Dill. No, but like I feel like they give um, to like the people in the office, like to the, in the uh, in the VAR room. It's like they they've made these rules. They're trying to simplify them, but realistically, they've made them a lot like you know a lot more confusing. It, it feels a lot like COVID nineteen uh, lockdown rules. It, you know, it's a bit confusing. But uh, right, you go out, don't go out, stay yeah, at home. So, so they try to the make house. it easier, but it, if anything, because as you say, there, how long is it till you've got to look back? So have the people in the office, have got have the people who are watching it on the in the in the um, the cameras, have they got to watch back for this long? And the chances of missing something during that time, it, it's it, it's it's huge of chances. Uh, and also also, um, oh, I was going to say something. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I, no, no, I, I feel like I feel like they need a um, a, perfect, a, pro, a pro football, an ex footballer in there. Yeah, because you know, because yeah. you know, there's, there's certain things like you know when you go to go and like defend, block block the shot, your arm is going to be out here. You but you can't block and have your arm behind you. It, it's it, it doesn't work. Your balance doesn't work like that. Mm. You know, you need to have someone who can say, "Listen, like you, that, that that's where the common sense and that comes into it." But rules are rules, so it, it's where 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 where's the common ground? You know what I mean? But I honestly can't believe the word in 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 the in the directive about um, as long as it doesn't instantly result in a goal. I, honestly, that is uh, that's absolutely thrown me for a loop. Oh, doing that, 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 that word in. 
they've added confusion to the whole thing yeah. because th that's what I mean. Like from what you guys said, now it's like, well, now you've put those words in there. How long do I have before this yeah. is in effect? Yeah, because, because honestly, on, honestly, if you have him, if you have, a, it probably wouldn't happen. Chances are very slim. If you had in the exact same game, right, the same situation where it's 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 bubbled up and hits someone on a hand. So if one of the handballs is twenty seconds before a goal. But then another handball is forty-five seconds before a goal. Which one of them gets given? Do they both get given? Like mm. what? What is what is the cut point here? Like, yeah. like honestly, how far are you I, winding back? I can't get my head around that word, and honestly, yeah. can't. Yeah, it is how fair. far are you winding back? And we've seen that again with VAR over the weekend, where they'll check one decision to validate whether or not it was a goal, and then well, we're winding back a little bit further because we want to see if it's an offside as well as whether yes. or not. Goal yes. How mm. far back are you winding? To make sure this is right, I mean, are we going down a road or by we're going to wind it all the way back from when we play out from the goalkeeper? When we kick off, it's like it's like rugby, yeah. isn't it? You know how long the advantages go for in rugby union. It's going to be like that soon. It's, it's it, getting it, bad. It really does seem as well that that some games, every single decision is scrutinised, and they're so anal about every phase of play. And then other games, you'll see someone going on two footed on someone, and they don't even don't even look at it. They don't. You don't get shown a replay like. Some games they are over the top of it, and some games they're not. So there's not even any consistency in the level that is being used. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's I wonder how much of that is because of the referees. They can obviously talk to each other as a team. So how much of that is yeah. going on between the two of them? Going, I've seen that one. You don't need to check that. Or actually, can you just double check that one for me? And we don't get exposed to that because we can't hear what's being discussed between that team. I think what they need to do is have a look at what they're doing in in Australia because in Australia, the, the everyone's mic'd up. And a lot of people can hear it, and they 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 ran a test on it, and it worked. And I think the reason but, why they don't want to do it over here is because of the foul abuse of language, you know, things like that. But, but, but the thing that, is, but then you, but then you work on that or put a, put a time delay on it. Of, yeah, of five a, second delay and bleep it, like. Yeah. Well, the same thing on that on that front. That how often do you hear like the, the crowd singing things that you can't you can't blank out the crowd. But with the with the ref micing up thing as well, I don't understand why they've never done it because that would really, really start like slowing down people being like giving the ref dissent and arguing yeah, back. Yeah. And because when you, you you'll do it once and you'll get caught on mic and you get banned for however many games, you're not going to do it again. You're going to remember. The, the issue is they they did try and bring it in, and I think it was Arsenal versus Millwall or something in the early nineties. They they had a go at it, micing the ref up. But for me being an ex-referee, what they used to do is try and bring in directives and start them from the bottom up rather than from the top down. So yeah. it's like, what what level of respect? Once they bring it, just say they bring it in today, I will go out there and do my thing and I'll get all the respect that I need because I've dealt with certain things in a certain way. They'll go then, they'll then go home and watch match of the day and see, you know, a big player, a big name, effing and jeffing at the referee for, for argument's sake. And then think, hold on a minute. Well, they didn't get a yellow card for it. Why did that referee today give a yellow card for that situation? So it just we were sort of digressing a little bit on that one. But um, but yeah, it's the same. It's the same sort of thing. I think yeah, it comes yeah. down to the fear over whether or not referees or linesmen are going to pick up blame for getting decisions wrong. Whereas actually, I think for the vast majority of fans that are watching from their armchairs and the comfort of their own homes. You could probably take 90% of them. They don't understand the laws of the game. No. 
No, we understand the real basics of when the ball's gone out of play and when it's going to be a, a throw in and when it's going to, when the goalkeeper's taking the well, goalkeeper. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask you all the actual intricacies. I'll ask you all a question. What is law 11? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What? What? If, if, if we're all going down to the pub right now, we're all about to play pool. Before we even pick a queue up or get some change to put into the table, we're going to ask questions, aren't we? Right, what are we doing? Playing two shots on the back to two shots um, carry. You know, yeah. uh, who's going to Yeah, you, you know, what, what are you going to do? So, you know, you clarify that. I think that everybody should be taught the laws of the game. Uh, whether you simplify it a little bit for kids and then tell them again or whatever when they're 11, 12 years old and have a little bit more understanding. Um, Law 11 is offside, by the way. Let's go, go on, on to the next. Oh, go on. I was just about to say, I, just, I literally just got a text with someone that, uh, from someone that's watching saying about um, the where it hits you sort of thing. And obviously, so, so that's a short sleeve shirt. But what happens if it does hit you smack bang in the middle of the... That's a good in, shirt. In the, in the middle. Because <laughs> again, like, again, what are, oh we, are we getting rulers out? Oh, yeah, we're oh, getting rulers out. Like, you know, it, like, yeah, yeah, like, like, with the VAR, we'll, we'll get it out and we'll have a look centimetres each way. Yeah, we'll way. have a little line. Yeah. That, yeah, is, it, it, that is a brilliant question, and I will ask my referee pals, and I'll get an answer yeah. for next time. Right, next um, subject. Let's have a, let's have a bit of fun and and take the mick out of Bucky for a minute. Um, what can <laughs> what, what can what can Gareth Bale bring to Tottenham? You are the Tottenham fan, Buck. So let's just go. Oh, I was, I was I, well. I was going to say his golf clubs. <laughs> hey. yeah, Hadley Wood's got a really good golf club I'm sure that's why he's turned up um, look let's be honest this is not the same bail that was sold seven years ago so any Spurs fan out there that thinks you're going to see you know left wing Gareth Bale that's going to be bombing down at 90 miles an hour you're not getting it boys that player is gone what Spurs will probably get from him apart from shirt sales which they will um, they'll get a lot from merchandising, from image rights, et cetera, et cetera. I think the club will generally get a big lift from it. I think the players will get a big lift from it. I think they'll probably get more out of Kane and Son. But I do think it's going to cause a little bit of um, probably much needed disturbance in that squad. You know, Deli Ali has been cruising for the last three seasons. Um, Lucas Moira, I love Lucas, Lucas Moira's work rate. Has he got end product? Whereas if you put Gareth Bale in that position, you probably will get more end product. Mm. But I don't think you're going to see a Gareth Bale on the right-hand side. I think you're going to see him sit behind Kane. Yeah. Um, Dylan? I agree with him there. Like, but I was going to say, yeah, uh, Jerry's going to bring medical bills. It's going to be no, spending I, lots I, on the NHS. I do agree. I, you know... You, You've got two. You've got two quick players there, Lucas and Son. They could be playing on the wing, Kane and uh, Bale. That, in my eyes, that's like a diamond, like a diamond four sort of thing. Mm. That could that could be magic. That. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Lucas may go out on loan or something, because now you're going to have Son, Bergvine, Bale. Lucas, like there's, there is. I think there's going to be too many. Is 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 Lucas going to get any game time? Is he going to be limited to the Carabao Cup? Will he will he be accepting that? Like, I, uh, it all depends I don't if think Ali let him go. I don't think they'll let Lucas go. I think they're far quicker to let Ali out the door. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I'm, I'm sidetracking slightly here. I don't think Bale is actually the best 
deal out of those two players that signed. I think the bigger impact from Spurs will be Sergio Reggie Regulion. I can't even yeah. pronounce his surname. Reggie. 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 Big Reggie will be the biggest one. And the way that I see that moving is he obviously will come in at left back. That's his favourite position, but he's a wing back, the same as Doherty. So actually, if you play slightly differently with your, probably with a back two, with Hoybier just sitting in front of that, a bit like what Dyer used to do when we were actually half decent three seasons ago, mm. what you'll naturally find is both those wing backs are going to push really high up. And it will mean that the likes of Son can sit higher up where they're far more effective and far more threatening. You probably find that Kane won't have to work quite so hard and cover so much ground, and that might even play into playing Bale either as that number ten or on the right hand side of a front three. And again, he hasn't got to work so hard to go up and down all the time. So I think the fullback situation is a much bigger impact than what Bale is, but he will give the club an entire lift. If you go, uh, if, if you if you then play Reggie on as a left wing back. You know, does that then put Ben Davies as a left-sided centre-half? Because he does that for Wales. He does that for Wales at the moment. But then by playing three at the back, I don't understand how you'll be able to benefit from your front three if you then play Bale, Kane, Son, for argument's sake, and then only having two in midfield. It, it will end up looking a lot like how Arsenal are doing it. And their front three is good, but they're getting overran in midfield. And if you only play two up top, um, then who who do you who do you play, and how does Bale get involved? And I think that's going to be the the work rate for Mourinho to sort out. But if you if you go back two or three seasons, that's kind of how Spurs set up: two mm. centre halves, one defensive midfielder that that sat there. You had Dembele that was operating around Dyer at the time, and again, he didn't really move significant amount on the pitch in terms of space that he that he took up where the pressure and the control of the midfield came from was those two wing backs, which was Walker and Rose at the time, pushing really high up the pitch and allowing essentially almost like a bit of a swarm and pressing very, very, very high. They were always prone to a ball over the top. And I think they'll be even more prone to that now. You know, I like older, very old, but he is getting older. Pace was never his massive thing anyway. Huh. Um, if you've got someone like... Um, well, if you're playing, carry on playing dire at centre half, no one has got the movement or the pace to catch up if that ball goes over the top. And what's you've that, seen that what's already. Happened what's happened to Davison Sanchez? Um, I uh, think he's struggling to read rather than read a ball. So yeah, it's, it's, he's, he struggles with the flight of the ball as it is. He's not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not had the same impact that was expected from when he first came in. But going back to Bale, Cotton, what can you. what 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 do you see him actually making a true impact at Tottenham? Um, maybe he he might make them slightly better, but it's not going to make them finish in the top four. So I don't it, like it's like um, Bucky said. It's a feel good factor around the club, and it is lifting to have like one of your one of your boys come home. But mm. I, I can't really see it it really pushing them any further than they, they're going to. And do you know what, especially with the like with the Bale deal and the and the Reggie deal, I think they're I think they're massive risks, man. That that Regulon deal is so is so shady. Like 30 mil 30 mil to buy him and then Rail can have him back for 40. So if he has an absolute terrible time, you've wasted 30 million. And if he has a good season 
yeah, and if Regulon has a good season, Real Madrid either buy him back to keep him, or they buy him back and do what they did when they had this deal a few years ago with one of their, another one of their players. They'll buy him back, and then they ship him out to another club for 60, 70 million. Bale, if Bale has a good season, then what? Are you going to are you going to buy him? Are you going to bring him back on loan? Because the the loan deal with the fee, the loan fee and the wages, is looking like twenty mil. So the the loan deal actually is a there's a few bits that are hidden within that. So there's no fee involved for it. It's just his wages, which is a lot. Which is a it's lot. A lot. That's the thing. He's now getting more than any other player. I think I think Kane's on a hundred twenty grand a week. So two hundred. Bale's taking home two twenty. So it's not no, massive. I, I, I'm led to believe oh. that Bale Bale's on a fifty fifty split. No, so it's fifty fifty was before tax. So I understand it. We've agreed a fifty fifty take home fee. So it works right. out a little bit less. And it doesn't break the structure, but it's a percentage cut. Now, what they've also negotiated is there's an extension opportunity within that loan. So if he has a really good season and doesn't get injured and doesn't get distracted by the golf course down the road, then we can extend that loan for another 12 months, which then takes into the end, end of, of his contract. Yeah. End of his contract. He's then either a free agent, which this club say, hey, we're going to take you on and be the ambassador. Or more likely, they'll go, you're 33. Well, I'm going to spend any more money on you. You know, there's you go, off your trot. So mm. I think from that aspect, it's a brilliant bit of business. But his injury record isn't good. He had problems with his ankles long before he went to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. You know, he's already got an issue with his knee that he picked up on international duty. And I'm sure there'll be more little niggles that he goes and gets because he's not had much fitness. He's not had enough games. He's not been training properly. I'm sure he's, you know, I'm sure his nine iron drive is probably much better than what his foot is at the minute. But you're going to get more niggles. As soon as you start to throw him in games, he's going to pick up knocks. Well, like, he is but, a club legend. We all know this. And he then could then be the lift that is needed behind the scenes. It's a little bit like what, what Jill said, who's watching the show. Uh, thank you for, for watching and thanks for commenting. Um, similar to Henri, like when he went back to Arsenal, he was only going to be there for a short amount of time. But the lift that he bore, yeah. he just yeah. raised the hopes of all the fans Everyone around that sort of built the community up again and made and made Arsenal fans believe. And then this is what is what he could probably be uh, be doing for, for Tottenham. If if it wasn't top, if it wasn't Tottenham, would you see anyone else in the top six taking that deal to take Bale online? The only no, in fact, no, I can't. I, I will yeah. not actually uh, agree with that because I was going to say. Maybe, maybe Man United, but that's just paper yeah, that's talk. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's it's completely against what we're trying to do at the minute. We yeah, the reason yeah. the reason that that we're still not signing players is because we don't want to spend one hundred and nine million on a youngster. But Oli only wants young players. We don't want we don't want another Di Maria. We don't want another Falcao. We don't want these aging players, Schweinsteiger. We don't want aging old names to come in and and do what? It's a stopgap for a year or two, and then next year we still need uh, Sancho. Like it's yeah. I don't even think, think there. I don't even think it's, it's there to to help the kids out and stuff because the no, kids are no. they'll, they'll listen and be in awe. That's great, but they won't be like, oh, Bale, sit down with this player. He's he's sixteen years old, and then he's going to be starting when he's seventeen. No, I don't. I don't buy that. He's not that sort of player. I mean, you've had, seen the whole way through Real Madrid. He's not the sort of player that puts everybody else first. He puts himself first, and he focuses on Gareth Bale. It's not yeah. going to be the player that c- comes and coaches through the next generation. It's not going to be him. But what are you going to say, Joe? When, when he went to Madrid, he had all media, the media 
were on his back from from the start. You know what I mean? And mm. I don't think he got on with a lot of people at Madrid. I feel like he was a lot isolated. I, I think yeah. I, don't even, I don't I don't even think he let uh, obviously even learn Spanish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that, that's the mentality. Was, that, that's why that, that that was you know that that was the mentality of him when he went when he went over there. He, but he came back home now. Uh, maybe it might. But that might help, you know, like the way he is with Wales, and he's like he's class with Wales. You know, he, he is. He's, mm. he's he's a superstar. Maybe he's coming back home, and he can click like that. And if he he plays in the centre with Wales, so maybe he can play in the centre with a, uh, you know, and for, for Tottenham, like he's getting the number nine shirt as well, which I'm not yeah. a big fan of. But well, well, you know, I'm Steven. really I'm really busy with shirt numbers. Everyone, knows. I've, got, I've got two two questions. It's like a two part question. Um, okay, we'll move on. Uh, now. Uh, as, as good as it, as good no no it's, it's as good as it is as a, as a lift to the club. Do you think there'll be any players in that dressing room that think they should be on better deals and stuff? And now do you see Bale walk back in on X yes. amount of money? Hundred percent. Do you think it's going to unsettle oh, players? Kane, I'd, I'd want to pay rise. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It might unsettle it. And my se- my second part, obviously, having had him manage my club for a few years and stuff, and he's done this with a lot of players. Do you think there might be any issues of Mourinho clashing with a big player and a big personality like Bale? Do you think... Because he's going to ask him to track... It's, it's Mourinho. He's going to want him to track back. He's going to want him to do a lot of a lot of work. And is Bale going to want to do that? Is is he going to just play the I'm a superstar no. card? I think I think Mourinho will clash with people. And we've seen that already. You know, he always goes to a club and singles out one person and makes him a scapegoat. And he's done that with Ndombele. Mm. That's his favourite person to pinpoint from the word go. In the same way, it was Luke Shaw at Man United and Pogba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is he going to do that with Bale? I don't think he will because he's tried for so long to sign him. He's going to be like his little kind of golden pet puppy that he's just yeah. brought home and wants to tell everyone how wonderful he is, even though he's ripping up and chewing his shoes. But, um, is that, but again, is that if that is the case and he is the golden boy, is that going to cause more dissension? Well, I think that Gareth Bale actually had a really good season under Mourinho at Real Madrid. So I don't think that will be where the clash comes from. I think I actually think he might have been part of the pioneer, uh, pioneering move to get him to, to, to join Spurs the second time round. I think it would be a benefit to, to Spurs, not necessarily on the pitch. The one thing that we have seen is that that squad is way too chilled out, way too pally-pally, and actually it needs some characters in there and that a few of them could do with getting a bit pissed off and worked up about things. Mm. Um, The only characters that seem to get worked up and really get outspoken and lead or try to lead to to change their ways get sold. Danny Rose for me is a scapegoat, but he's actually speaking exactly what everyone has been thinking in the first place. Yeah. so maybe it's the right thing to do, but it will certainly cause there'll certainly be some friction within the camp. Um, certainly, if I was Daily Alley and I'd lost my place straight away and I couldn't even make the bench, <clears throat> I'm not going to be a happy chappy. But has his form really proven that he should be within the squad? I don't know. Probably All not. Right then let's um, let's move on to the next subject. Um, on Friday last week, there was a game between QPR and Coventry and none of the players or officials took the knee um, in respect of Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives, uh, the, the, um, the movement. So, question is, should players take the knee? Or, should I should reword that, should officials of clubs now take the knee going forwards? 
I think should should. I kick us off? I think they should. I, yeah, no, I, I, I think they still should. No. I, I think I think it should be. Um, do you know like do you know like the um, BGL the they have the um, they, they they have the rainbow for the as they as yeah they like the LGBT I, yeah 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 I think that I think this should be the stand against racism symbol. You know, do you, do you know what? And, it, Honestly, like, do you know what it feels like? Sorry to cut you off there, but honestly, no, do you know what it feels was... like? You know how everyone already, like two months into lockdown, was just like, can't bother with it anymore, sick of hearing about it. Yeah. It, 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 it already feels that after four months of it being in the news and it being finally brought to light to people that for some reason have either not had a clue or just been naive to it, but it already feels that after four months we're like, ah, oh, the racism's still here, but I can't, we can't be bothered with it anymore. Yeah. Like, are we still going on about it? Like, we should be going on about it. We should, it. We, it should. It should be a massive deal until it stops. It was well. We're talking about this was last Friday, yeah. It was only mm. like last Monday that uh, Neymar was uh, racially abused. So, mm. where, where, where's the standards? So, for me, I'm in the no camp, um, and that's not because I I condone anything that's come out in terms of racism, bigotry, any of the issues that we've seen over whether or not players can come out and admit that you know that that they're any form of sexuality along the scale other than what everyone just defines as straight. My issue with it is I kind of agree with Les Ferdinand. What are you actually going to do about racism in football? We can all bend a knee and stand and, and, and stand up and sit on that pose for a few seconds. What are you actually going to do about it when it happens at your clubs, when it happens at, your fan base when it happens with the guy that sits next to you what are you going to do and that all comes from society it also comes from what we see with fifa and while there are i mean there's hardly any consequence of actions for anyone that's caught player fan or otherwise for any of those offenses yeah what is going to do it's just that it's an nhs clap on the outside it doesn't change anything what I would yeah, say, though, yeah, what, that's, what, that's not what I'm. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's very gimmicky, you know. But what, but what I would say, though, it's all good saying that I'm not racist, but I don't think people are doing enough to be anti-racist, and that's where that's where the difference is. And going down and taking a knee is like, oh yeah, congratulations. Yeah, it, it's very gimmicky. It's not but, actually yeah, solving anything. No, I, I get that, but what I, what I would say is, what I would say is, look, we're 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 talking about it now. And that's what it's done. It's got it into the public discourse. It's got people talking about the. Like, what, people, what, why, why should people have to be talking about it? This should be something that's happening. But, anyway. but, there, but there, yeah, exactly. There, but there'd have been people that didn't know that there was still massive racism issues in football. There's there's people that now, would be. And, and that's where the problem is, though, Cotton, because society. I don't think there's systemic racism within the entirety of society, but I do think that there are pockets in pretty much every town, every road, every football club. Yeah. And there is subconscious racism that even those people that are sitting there going, I'm not racist at all. And you're going, actually, you know how you just walked around that group of black guys that were standing outside of a barbershop? They were no threat to you. They didn't say anything to you. They didn't even know you were there. Why did you walk all the way around them? And but what I would say... Stage, you were shown that was a danger. Can I have five after you, Cotton? Yeah, yeah, but what I would say just real quick, and it's kind of it's not sidetracking, but it's still very relevant. Like, and like one, well, like Jill just said, it, it does keep it in the in the forefront of people's minds. And on the racism thing, let's let's not forget that 
people Lewis Hamilton wore a t-shirt the other day in the F1 saying yeah, arrest the cops up. that murdered Brianna Taylor the Brianna Taylor thing wasn't recent that was a that was months ago it was like start of the year if not longer and it was people are still having to be like told and keep it in the news and keep it going because it does get the minute it gets forgotten people just look the same with the corona thing when the minute people yeah. thought that they got bored of it and then the lockdown was lifted that was it people just gave up with a mask they gave up with, with doing what they should be doing so it, it literally should just be just constantly hammering it home and and if some people get upset about it they get upset about it let's not forget these are the same people that when um is it is it is it james MacArthur? James McCarthy when he doesn't wear his poppy, and oh, that's, uh, James yeah, McLean. McLean. Mm. and that's all you hear about for, for for three weeks in football is is people if you don't like it leave the country blah blah blah. It, it's it's the same thing they 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 chant like anti sectarian stuff to him and, and whatnot but it doesn't really yeah people don't touch but, on that enough either. Yeah, oh, um, Dylan, Dylan's, waiting to, Dylan's waiting to pop in. Go on, Dill. Can I just say something from race? Uh, you know you say in a state race. My first time, like, because I've done a piece about this, it was only like a little 10 minute video, right? But like, I got a little video about it, and because it's something I'm very passionate about, so it, it, it does me head in, right? But the first time I ever got, I ever witnessed racism, I was at football, right? I was, must have been like 2001, Emmy Lefsky playing Liverpool, and he's, he's getting chants and all that. And like, but it, that, compared to compared to now, back then was, you know, it was like not, shouldn't, shouldn't have been, shouldn't like, you know, but it was like it was if it was like sort of normal. Like it wasn't like as if no one looked. But what I'm saying is like you might you might hear someone saying it and go, fucking dickhead, because you know better. But there's a kid who will listen to that and go, Wow, like, and I'll probably take that on. Because I coached football and two years ago a kid on our team got racially abused by another kid. Right. So this is what I'm saying. It it, 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 it this problem is this this is a problem that goes from the top to the top to the bottom, and mm. right, kids grow. And who's the biggest star when you're a kid? Footballers, yeah, right. Yeah. And if you see, if you see your 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 favorite football player in being black, white, Asian, you know, any any race, and if he if he bends down and takes that knee, and it, it's a sign against you know racism, and they'll say this racism is not racism is not good, but it's not just that though. You're saying there about the um, about them not being punished enough. Montenegro got a ten or fifteen grand fine, right? Uh, when they racially abused England, when and, the, and, and, and then and then um, who was it? Nicholas Bent, Nicholas Bentner got an eighty-five thousand pound fine for wearing some um, boxes that were affiliated to a yeah, betting company. Yeah. Right. So and you got the. Oh, where, where's, the, where's the... When, when, when Danny Alves got the banana through that, I think that was I think that was the ten ten grand one that started, and and, and we're saying there about the gimmick. The saying, um, saying no to racism, yeah, everywhere. That's words can only words can only do a certain amount. Actions have to be taken. And my idea is, if so, say if a player is racist, or if a player is racist, it's it's that's it. You're banned for the rest of the season. Year ban, right? Yeah. But if your fan base are racist, right? It was only last season that really got got uh, monkey chants by by um, Spurs fans. Mm. What they should do is. We've seen how much COVID has affected the, um, the lockdown, no fans allowed in the stadiums, mm-hmm. how much it's affected the owners financially and the players. We're, you know, we're not having fans. So when the fans are allowed to come back in the stadium, if your fan base are racist, right, or are found to be racist, no fans in the stadium for that se- for, the, for the year, 
and what that's going to do. Because if you mess, yeah. if you yeah, mess with very the, heavy, yeah, if you if you mess with the uh, owner's money, right, the owner will sort it out, and all of a sudden, you, you know, you're gonna you, this problem, and 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 this is only the problem I can think of in football. Society mates, it needs to get relegated from everything, yeah. But in football, mm. that's the only way I can see it happening. If you mess with the owners, the only the owners, because mate, like okay, so one person gets fined, yeah, or one person gets banned. But as I said before, see, will say it, but then there's someone else will hear it and say it, and, and oh yeah, the rest, it again. Mate, the rest of his mates yeah. in the stadium, they only yeah. know, they only, yeah. there's, there's yeah. us four that are there, there's us yeah. four in the ground, and we're all having a good old chat about racism or we are all being racist together and um i i say something and we can all say it together but they only notice me saying it i'm kicked out but you three are still there you know so or you know it's a it's yeah i I see what you mean to the crowd because i think sections of the crowd you could go get a ticket in any area unless you're a season ticket holder so I mean, racism has not gone away and it's not going to go away. Anyone that thinks that, you know, it's quieter in the football stadiums now, so you don't hear it as much. Therefore, it's not there. It is there. It's just those that have those views are learning to keep their mouth shut. That's it. Mm. It doesn't change the fact those views still exist. With all the CCTV cameras that we've got everywhere, we've got Sky Sports pretty much in every stadium covering every single game going on in the top flight. How could we be in a position... And it was only, what, was it last season the season before? And I'm sure it was a Spurs-Chelsea game where the mm. cameras and both clubs going, we know we heard racist chanting, we yeah, know we heard really, monkey chanting, and on the no tannoy. one could pinpoint yeah. who it was. Yeah, really they announced it on the tannoy, stop being yeah. racist, pretty much. And it's like, yeah. what? Is that what you're going to do? But surely oh, you can pinpoint the exact seat with all the cameras. Just go in go, you... Out life ban end of literally all these points. Literally all these points we're making right now is it just it fully justifies why I think we should just keep hammering at home and and just not let it be forgotten about. I don't. I don't think taking an easy solution. We all stood outside on a Thursday night. But but hold on. But but, but you're saying you're that, saying that. But the, what's but it changed? It's, it's better than nothing. It's better than just completely ignoring it. Because what because what you're almost saying is, yeah, people are being racist. What can you do about it? Is is kind of the the, the approach you are uh, like? No, I'm having. saying go and do something about it, and we should continue to talk about it. We should continue to address it every single time. But it mm. cannot be just standing down on the knee. It needs to be done as a proper as a society. It, 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 it needs to be both. It's got to be everything. It needs to be both. Thursday night didn't give anybody a pay rise. It didn't address the fact that we've got hundreds of thousands of nurses that are paid a, a paltry sum of money for risking yeah. their lives to save us. Yeah. None of but, them. Got, but, but free coffee at Costa. That, that did bring that, but that again, that also brought that also brought to people's attention how underpaid and how overworked they are, though. But like, who's addressed it? No one. But it's then, but then, to accepting it's okay. Okay, so we'll just ignore it then. So we just won't. Do- that's what exactly people. People literally. What was it? Six weeks, and they were like, oh, "I'm not clapping anymore." Like, I yeah. don't worry about them. Like, you can't. You can't just suddenly just stop. And I, I'm honestly so on board with what Dylan said that if you're a younger kid and you look up to your favourite footballer, and whether it's a black guy or a white guy, taking that knee and giving it one of them, you, you're going to do it in the street. You're going to do it on football on a Sunday. You, you, you're going to copy it. Like, can I just say something? Right, my favourite celebration of. All time, right, was when Jeannie Wijnaldum scored for Holland, or it might have been Frankie De Jong, and they both came together, rolled the sleeve up, yeah, and went together. And see that 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 to me, that's like that that's the show. Solidarity, yeah, 
Oh, <laughs> just lost. Uh, here we're back <laughs> in a sec. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I see what I mean. It's just showing the solidarity. Now, I, I think there are more things that need to be done, and I feel that. Put it this way: kick it out, receive three hundred thousand pounds a year from the FA. £300,000 uh, a year to, um, to, to support to support racism. And they've been, they've been going for years, absolute years. Troy Townsend will be on any platform and talking about it and raising awareness and this, that and the other. And instead of getting support, he gets vilified by the public. And What is £300,000 actually going to achieve? All it's really doing is paying for some posters we've got exactly. that's, it's it, not it, enough it, it to do more that's not enough that's a week that he they get a year kick it out from the fa the same amount as gareth bale gets in a week i know it's not enough it's not enough no it's not and there there needs to be more that's done about it what i don't want to see is black people just getting jobs and getting um this and getting that um to to, to make it's almost like a it's almost like a patronising thing. Positive I, discrimination. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah. It's wrong. When I got promoted to refereeing, right, I I honestly think that I was a year too early. I could have I could have done another year at supply level before I got promoted. So but you're saying you think I you got promoted I, I because you were black? I, I got promoted to fill a quota. And the more the more I think about it, at the time I didn't really care. I didn't care. So it was like, yes, I'm a level four referee. I've got my semi pro. I'm on the ladder. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. But then it I makes you feel like you haven't earned it. No, I don't. No, I don't it feel like it takes the value away. One of my exactly. best mates said exactly so, the same thing. Gaff. Yeah, yeah. So don't, yeah, don't, don't give me something because you. It was almost like you feel sorry for me, and that's wrong. That is yeah. so wrong. Give me guidance. Give me training. But give me training the same that you would um, a, a white person or an a Asian person yeah. or a woman yeah, yeah. or a trans person. It doesn't matter. I want to get the job because I am the best person at, at that job. I agree that there's not enough black coaches. There's not enough black managers in, in, the fo in football right now. We all know it. We all know it. Yeah. Look how many players are there right now. Like, for instance, Sol Campbell. I'm going to use Sol Campbell as an example. Right. Is, look... Look, he, he's not been a very good manager and he's a bit outspoken sometimes, however. Why was he completely overlooked straight away for a big job, whereas Frank Lampard gets a big job straight away? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. um, Stephen Gerrard gets a big job, big job straight away. Why Why didn't Sol Campbell... Why, why wasn't he allowed to get a, a big job straight away? Paul Lynn, one, 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 one management job. You know, Macclesfield. Um, who? Paul Lynch, really? Did he go to Chelsea? Paul Lynch, Blackburn and Wolves. Blackburn. Blackburn, yeah. So why why, why are they not able to get that? And, uh, uh, I mean, like, you can you can look at the coaching structure in this country anyway. It costs silly money to get your UEFA A, uh, UEFA Pro licence here. Oh, you, you, yeah. But you go to Spain. Have you seen how much yeah. easier you go to Spain? I can't be yeah. it's, 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 it's like, it's like 800 dollars. Yeah, 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 600 dollars it? over it is, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like 10 grand over here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand those aspects of it. But once they have got their pro license, why is there not? There's no role models. There needs to be more role models for people. You know, when I was a kid, Ian Wright was my role model. I yeah. wanted to, I looked up to Ian Wright and I was like, yeah, I want to be a striker. You look at people that are, that are the same as you. 
and so and that's not that's not in a, that's not that's nothing nothing bad but it doesn't stop a little white kid wanting to grow up and be a Bamiyan but or, that's what I'm saying it, that, that's why I, I agree very strongly with Dylan that there should be these players should there then be there to be role models I mean look at Marcus Rashford man it's literally yeah. having to take a professional footballer who's only 23 let's not forget he's still a very young lad it's taking him to get the government to stop sending kids to and school hungry and like yeah, they, they couldn't stand it. And it, and it's taken it's taken Rashford to do it, which is absolutely disgusting. Like it's so yeah, like, but that's do the same think, thing. We, sorry, do you yeah, think we, the experience that they have as players, and they're obviously going to be subjected to racial abuse throughout the entire careers. Yeah, they they all yeah, but, oh yeah, but no, that's 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 wrong straight away. Yeah. You said obviously they're gonna be subject to it. We know that they do. We yeah, know they do. It doesn't make it right. Where, no, but that's where it's wrong. That's yeah, where no. it's wrong. Yeah, and this is where the message... All right, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you up halfway through what you're trying to say. But... Sorry, I was just going to say, we know they get racially abused throughout their entire careers. We know that. Mm. Do you think that experience then makes them want to wash their hands of a further career in football? Because they go, I don't want to do it. I've had that as a player. Actually, I don't want to be a coach and take all the abuse that a manager gets and all the stress with it, along with what's that's what I've suffered while I was a player, is that part of the reason why they go, I don't this, want to this, go for it? This, in, right, I'm a big massive fan of the NBA, right? And mm. in the NBA, they have a player who represents the NBA as a, as a team. It's Kyrie Irving, mate. He, it, the thing is, we've got players like Raheem Sterling who sort of does the same thing. And I think that every team should have a player who represents. And, you know, if as I said before, if, you know, if, if your team are recently abused, Get, get walk off, walk off. Don't don't continue uh, playing. You're not allowed to walk off now. A situation. No, I put it. I put it on no, our on our Facebook page. Off, Dylan, I put I, I put a post on my on our Facebook page. Uh, probably about a year and a half ago. Um, it was it was, yeah, it, was, it, was March, it was it was it was March last year. I think it was. Um, I can't remember the two the name of the two teams, but I will find the post and I will repost it. Yeah. And a player was being racially abused. And that player who was doing the racial abuse got a £160 fine. The t- the, no, listen to this. So the player got £160 fine for racially abusing the member of the opposition. The member oh. of the opposition walked off the pitch, refused to come back, and they got a £165 fine. So they actually got fined more for walking off the pitch than the yeah. player did for racially abusing. Was that most that it was it was a, it was a supply league up north. I'll find I'll find know, the post. I'll post it again. Honestly, it's not even just. It's not even just on the pitch that's the problem. And like we've had this conversation before, but you only have to look in the media and. Brandon Williams, United player, is 18. He's just brought his first flashy car. And and honestly, like the new the, the newspaper is literally like Brandon Williams splashes out on fancy new motor. Raheem Sterling buys uh, buys a nice car, and it's like flashy. Look at this flashy dickhead wasting his money yeah. on cars and like oh yeah, he's a, like he's a, look at he's, he's a thug. He's got a gun tattooed Phil on him. Foden, Phil Foden bought his mama house, and it was like oh what a lovely boy buying my mama house, buying his mama house, rah rah. And yeah, Raheem Sterling bought his mama house and got absolutely vilified. Mate, the headline for that was literally like it was uh, what was it like football idiot Raheem Sterling blah blah blah. And it's like yeah, that is and that is that is. And before people even say that it isn't. It isn't racism. It is. They literally there's two standards for the exact same thing because because one of them's black, one of them's white, and it's ingrained in society. You know, we're quick to call everybody an immigrant, 
rather than a migrant or a refugee, we, we immediately go to target someone and put a blame somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, and a lot of the time, they it's come. Cool. People come to this country from outside the country and rebuild it. You know, my grandma came yeah. over. In, my my grandma came over in the sixties from Jamaica, a British colony, uh, colony by the way, as well, and came came over to this country and was helping out like in, in hospitals. There was full of West Indians that were helping out in hospitals, like being porters, nurses, etc. You know, East Europeans they've come over and you know they're working in your in that warehouse because there'll be an English person that'll be like, I ain't get I ain't paying getting paid nine quid an hour to to pick and pack. And a, a, a an East European person will be like, I'll get paid nine pound an hour and pick and pack. They're paying tax. They're paying national insurance, etc., yeah. and whatever they've got, whatever their take-home money is, if they do want to send some money back home, it's up to them. It's their money. Yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, that's, um, yeah. Let's let's talk about something light before we uh, before we shoot off, and that's the transfer window. Um, how mad is this transfer window? How uh, mad? It, it isn't. It isn't like it's uh, it's it's been a weird one, but I don't think there's been anything yet that's really, really, really shocked me. There's a lot of rumour going on with, with silly things. Like, for instance, Wolves, they're just going out and buying everyone who's Portuguese, as they as yeah. as well anyway. But I can't believe Barcelona Barca be letting Nelson Semedo go. It's crazy. And then Oxlade-Chamberlain um, might be going to Wolves as well, and that might be part of the relationship, a new relationship yeah. that's being formed now. A bit like how it used to be Liverpool and Southampton, yeah. and now it might be Liverpool and Wolves. So um, uh, I, I love the Ox being being an Arsenal fan, and I was gutted that he left. And if he does leave Liverpool and do go and does go to Wolves, how do you feel about that deal? I'd be gutted to be honest. Yeah, I love Ox. I, I think he's got the um, when he comes on, he's got a lot of tempo. He's mm. very forward driven, and I like that because he gets the ball, especially when he plays in that centre midfield. He just mm. gets the ball, drives, 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 and. I, I, I think we all miss him if he goes because, you know, don't get me wrong, on, on midfield, death is very, very good. But mm. he, I think he's still young and you think he's only 27, 28, something like that. I think it's old as I don't know. Yeah, I, can't yeah, think, I can't think of the top of my head how old the is. He just feels like he's been around forever, doesn't it? Yeah, because yeah, he came through so late, uh, so, so young. Oxley Chamberlain. Let's have a look. Um, what do you? What, what's what's your window um, been like? I know you've. Got, I know. I know you've got Gareth Bale and Reggie on. Are you happy with your window so far, Burke? Um, twenty-seven, by the way, just turned twenty-seven. The, the fact that we've bought anybody is an improvement of where we've been at for the last kind of two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been a. If you if I exclude the the last two signings, it's been a. a a kind of a five out of 10 window, I think for Spurs, they haven't tried to address key problems. Right back was a massive problem for them. I still think right back is a problem for them. Um, they've got a lot of imbalance within that squad. They haven't fixed that situation. They've got a lot of non-British players that are coming in um, that they've got on their squad. And again, they've got an imbalance when it comes to how many homegrown they qualify for when they move into European competitions. So I don't think they've actually fixed the key issues that they got. What they have done is try to bring in a bit more quality and try to lift the side and resolve the issues over the left back and the right back situation. I think it's yeah. a five out of ten job if we five take the ten out of it. 
Um, can, can I just jump on something, Gav? Just went before we. Just... I was going to run to Cotton, but yeah, carry on. Sorry, go, 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 go. No, 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 carry on. No, 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 uh, it's the same as it is every season. It's ridiculous. It's uh, like we've now we're now even got ex players and ex whatever coming out and just criticizing the club because we just can't get a deal done. And I don't understand why it's taking. Well, I do understand why because we drag our feet over everything. But I saw honestly, a situation earlier on today with Alex Tellez. Now Alex Tellez is one of the best left backs in world football, in my opinion. And I love him, but he's a bit old. Like, they they, they 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 want 40 million um 40 million euros so that's about that 35 36 million pounds and man united value him at 18 million he is he is he is getting a bit old so uh, but again it's just uh, it's just we'll wait we'll wait and we'll wait and we'll wait and then come come near the transfer window we're going to panic and just spend money aren't we like the San, the sancho Alex, deals Alex, Alex Tellez is 27 years old as well He's twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what we're trying to do at the minute, is it? Like, I, I, I you know, I love Tellers, but uh, the, the window's just been abysmal. Like, Van der Beek's good business, but I don't really think that was a problem area. No, like, I agree. We need we need a centre back now before we need another centre mid. We need we still need a striker. We still need a winger. I, <coughs> excuse me. I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to get any better. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think. Come, come the close of the window. I don't think we'll get any of our main targets. We'll end up spending some money, and it'll be on someone that is going to plug a gap of some sort. Yeah, it's just not been good enough. I'll, I'll just, Arsenal looked like they're about to um, sell on Torreira. It looked like he was going to be going to Torino to meet up with his old manager from his Sampdoria days. But now that there's a little bit of talk that he could potentially be going to Atletico Madrid. So the Thomas Party deal could be something in the offing a little bit again. Now, I, I need to see Arsenal go back to four at the back. And they, they need to do that with a matter of urgency and play three in the and three in midfield and then the the front three they could they could operate they could they could change around that's fine i need to see a bamiyang through the middle i need that to happen because it's great having him cut in from the from wide left but he need he needs to be he needs to be playing through the middle and, yeah. and his work rate is, is strong enough speaking uh, of uh transfers and atletico madrid luis suarez Yes, Luis Suarez. He looked like he was going to be going to I Juventus. No, it, that, no, that deal no. fell through. That deal fell through. He's bought out the rest of his contract, and now it looks like he is pretty much done deal because to... Juventus are now re-signing Alvaro Morata, who has now had five transfers in the last four or five years that have equaled about two hundred and fifty million pounds. How does this guy keep getting sold and brought? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I no, idea. <laughs> no, no idea. Still, you wanted to say something no, a moment ago. No, no, because I, I just I, I I didn't know we were talking about old transfers. So I just wanted to say like Yotta, like great that, signing. This, oh, great like, signing. You know what? I woke, I woke up and I was like Yotta's came coming to Liverpool. I was like, well, really? Like just. No, no links at all. <laughs> out of nowhere, Every absolutely page. out of nowhere. <laughs> I follow Liverpool page, not one of them at the source. And do you know what? Some of the big, big ones they even said like this was out of the blue. This, mm. it, it was. And do you know what? I think he could have a key role this season. Cover, he can cover both wings for our, uh, for our, um, he any can, injuries. Yeah, he can, do, he can do everything through the middle as well. But that's yeah. The thing. I... We we 
we were talking yesterday and we were saying, what, what, what's, our, what, what's our best midfield? And I said, do you know what, what would be good? Fabinho, Thiago and Firmino, right? And then mm. Yotta, uh, Yotta on the left, Marnie on the right and Salah, Salah through the middle because Salah through the middle. I think that'd be interesting. I would like to see that. I, I like Yotta. I think he's a great buy and I see him as part of the future of changing that front three at Liverpool. Because don't forget, yeah. all three of those, Salah, um, Salah, Firmino, the 28, yeah. are 28, 29 yeah. years of age. Yeah. So you're going to have to start to cycle and change that front three. Yeah, and Yotta is only 23. He's not 24 until December. So. Exactly. Well, is, I see him being the first piece of that yeah. change of that front guard. Yeah, well, that's, this is the thing you've got to like. They say don't they, if you want to be a best, if you want to be a good manager, you've got to have phases. You know, so like, so we we've now just won league with the same sort of team. That's phase one. Now phase two. Thiago now came in. You know, we, mm. we got these new players in, and and it's all of a sudden when we when Thiago came on against Chelsea, it was like, wait, hang on, we haven't played football like this before. It was give the ball to Thiago, get get our players as wide as we can. And it, it, it worked. And oh, Don't get me wrong, it was 10 men in Chelsea. I can't wait to see them. I can't wait to see them against 11 men so, so I can actually big them up big, as big as I can. Like you'll be, you'll be playing against 11 men on Monday against the Arsenal, but there's no point of us being there. We'll just be laying down. Um, but um, it's, <laughs> that, that's been the, the debate show. Debate show episode four. You'll be able to listen to back to that if you wish to. Um, going down the bottom of the screen, subscribe to our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash two up top football. Uh, you can put two up top into Google and our name comes up first, you'll be able to see all of our social media links at Two at Top Football. It's just T-U-T-F everywhere. It's brilliant. And make sure you download Soccer Manager 2021. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play Store on what a game that is. But um, from Bucky, from Dylan, Peace. and from Cotton, thank you and good night.